Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Well, everybody, you made it. Congratulations. Happy Wednesday, y'all. It's Script Shop Wednesday. Script Shop. That's the new song that we sing on <laughs> Script Shop. We might have to go back to the drawing board on that a little bit. All right. Okay. Well, we could. I have plenty of ideas I throw out. I know. We could workshop it. It's cool. We, it just doesn't have we to be. We could Script Shop it. There we go. We have to talk about what it means and why I sang that song and where it came from and why I'm the only person in the whole world who could have possibly have sang that song right at that moment. In that moment, which is a big theme of the show here. Which is exactly what we do with your screenplays. So if you have something that you've written that is a screenplay and formatted as a screenplay, we would love for you to send it to us. I said, what is that face for? Nothing. I just, if if it's a screenplay, it's okay. All right, cool. Keep going. We want you to send it to us and uh, you can do that on filmfreeway.com. By looking up Script Shop or going to scriptshopshow.com slash submit. And we have uh, lots of uh, social media options uh, for you to partake us with. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we are all there. Uh, just search Script Shop. <laughs> it's easy for me to say. Just search Script Shop Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are lucky enough to have a guest today. Our guest today, by the way, is Ashley Kramer, who wrote a short script called Good For You. It is a 13-page family issues script, almost a comedy. Uh, what is, what's when it's, a, it's not a comedy, but it's not dark. It's like. It's like sort of a dramedy. A dramedy. It's kind of a dramedy, but it's very lighthearted and yes. sweet. There's some very light moments. It's very uh, family oriented. It, it, it's very sweet. Right. So uh, we're very excited about talking to our writer today about that. One other thing that's going on, one big thing we got to really push for because we're getting close. Independent Film Festival at the Woodward Theater, August 23rd, 24th, 25th, 2018. That is in Cincinnati's historic Over the Rhine neighborhood. We can't wait to show the city off to everybody who's coming to town for it. We've gotten lots of confirmations from artists coming in to be a part of this historic inaugural event. Mm -hmm. And we are all busting our rears to get it in place and get everything set up to to basically binge watch films with the community for a few days. Heck yeah. And Screenplay Reads. Script Shop will be uh, partnered with the film festival to do some live table reads. And we're excited about sharing some of those with you eventually on the show, maybe. Here's the trick. You want to go to syndependentfilmfest.org. That has all sorts of information about scheduling and tickets. And uh, we are the trailer is up with cutting together some of the highlights of the films that we'll be showing. Syndependentfilmfest.org. Check it out. Check it out. And now... We are lucky enough to have Ashley with us as our guest with our script today. Good for you. Ashley Kramer, are you there? Hi, yes. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. Just, you know, talking to our esteemed screenwriter, yourself, (laughs) Ashley Kramer. Ashley, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, Florida. I am going to Florida in February. Oh, yeah? Yes, I'm taking a Disney cruise. Oh, my. For a a wedding. Have you ever taken one, Ashley? Uh, I've not been on a cruise, but I have been to Disney World many times. I hope it is incredibly enjoyable because people that don't do Disney don't really know how they feel about it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What do you think about Disney? 
I personally love it. Yes, mm-hmm. good. That's what I like to hear. Like, <laughs> what are some of your highlights for Disney? I'm a big. I, I love meeting the characters. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, the rides. My sister and I love Space and Splash Mountain. Those are two of our favorites. Sisters. Do I you, love sisters. Do you do the autograph thing when you're meeting? Like, I, I know I definitely did that as a kid. You get the little autograph book and you run up to Donald Duck and get him to scribble down his name real quick. Yeah, yeah, I've done that a few times. <laughs> um, so, Florida, how long have you lived in Florida? Uh, I've been in Florida for uh, about three years now. I'm originally from a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What, what inspired the move? Uh, it was a job transfer with my family. Those okay. are the things that get people across countries. Yeah, I mean that's what made me move to Cincinnati was a job open was a job, a job opportunity. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It was. And um, was it your whole family, or was it like you? You got a job, and then you moved down. Uh, no, it was uh, my mom was transferred, and my sister and I moved down. We moved right before I started high school. Oh, okay. Three years. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, how long have you been writing? Um, I've been, I've enjoyed writing pretty much my whole life, like short stories and things, but, um, I didn't actually know really what screenwriting was until, um, my freshman year of high school when I was actually in a screenwriting class. And that was really my first time, uh, learning like the formatting and the, the rules of screenwriting, basically like three act structure, um, basically all the, the components of screenwriting. But is this one of the first things you've written? Um, so good for you came as like, uh, at my, at my school each year, the, um, the juniors in our class each make a around 10 minute film and we call it our thesis film. And this was mine. So this is about my fourth or fifth film that I've made, um, besides like class projects and things. But, um, yeah, so this is, I, I've written a lot of screenplays on the side just for practice and for fun, but this one is definitely, it, it's been a while in the making. Do these types of things feel like class projects or do, do they feel like passion projects for you? Like yeah. even though you have to do it as part of school and it started for school, as you're working through it, do you stay engaged and excited about it? Yeah, I mean, they definitely feel like more than just classwork because um, the school I go to, it's an arts-based high school, and oh, nice. I, all my classmates, our class is pretty small. We have around 15 kids that are in my same grade level in the film department, and um, all of us are really, really dedicated to not only making our own projects good, but making our classmates and our friends' projects good, which is really what makes us feel like a close knit family of artists more than just classmates. I think that's super cool that it's an actual class and that you're so you're participating in other people's projects. Yeah, it's really it's an incredible program. That's so cool. What other good stories have you worked on? Like have do you do different roles on each of the films or do you always kind of do the same thing and So throughout the the course of the program, the the 4 years of the the high school, the different grade levels, um, you really learn kind of from the ground up because most um, most of the projects that I was on freshman year, I'd be a production assistant, and then it wasn't until sophomore year that I started moving up and then um, to different roles. And then by the end of my sophomore year, I was actually producer on one of my close friends' films, and um, he was actually the DP of Good For You. And it's really just 
we we all kind of help each other out on our projects because we know we're all in the same boat that we're all making these projects. We're all under the same pressure. So we know that just coming together and helping each other is so much easier and more fun than kind of setting everyone out on their own. Right. Yeah. You produce this. This is a this is a fully produced work. Yes, it is. Oh, that's, that's great. awesome. We haven't had a writer on with that in a while. It's great. Yeah, no, we haven't. Everything's been in the making. It's been a little bit. How yeah. does it feel to have your movie come to life? Um, it was an incredible experience. I mean, working, it was the biggest crew I've ever directed. And it was really an, an incredible lesson. In, and it really helped me realize that I really do want to keep pursuing filmmaking as a, as a career, even. And I've already sent the film off to some festivals and it's already up to three official selections now which is crazy that's awesome (laughs) production was just it was like nothing i'd experienced before do you think that you're going to get to attend the film festivals and represent your work in person um i haven't so far because one of them has been in los angeles and the second one is in new york city Mm. so Definitely a little ways away, but um, I've been looking for some more local ones so I can hopefully attend. But yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, it sounds like if, if you could go do a little like summer vacation road trip, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do, so when you're on production for this work, do they have like the teacher as a mentor, or do they just kind of like throw you to the wild and let you go and try to do the project? So uh, the teachers in our department—they're so incredible. They really help mostly through pre-production and post-production. But then during the actual filming stage, we're kind of out there on our own. But they're always just a phone call away if something goes Mm. terribly wrong. But um, production is kind of the the part they're least involved with uh, because they know that if everything goes right in pre-production, then we should be well prepared enough in actual the the filming stage to make the project a success. Uh, for our listeners, Frank just nodded vigorously about that comment. By oh, the way, why why were you nodding at that, Frank? I totally agree. Awesome. Yeah. So, have you been able to apply these skills to any professional work in the area, or are you mainly focusing on some of your learning and education projects at this point? I've actually had some professional experience. I've worked with uh, several local companies. Um, from dance recitals to corporate videos. And those have just been kind of small side jobs, but it's really been an incredible experience with with being so young, especially being able to get work when I remember about a year and a half ago, before I got that work, I applied to be a a, um, a bagger at a grocery store and they never called me back. So I, remember, <laughs> I remember thinking then I'm never going to get hired anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You need more experience. Well, how can I get more experience? <laughs> what is that line from? I don't just It's just that horrible, like cyclical yeah, thing, when, especially when you're young and trying egg. to get started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, ki- no kidding. That's awesome. How does your education stack up against what you're doing out in the real world? Like, are there big things you learn or do you feel pretty confident about right. what you're doing? Um, I mean, there's definitely, like, with the work I've been doing um, in school, it's much different than what I've actually been doing um, professionally, just because in in our department, we focus mainly on narrative film, and that's kind of the basis of what we're taught, even though we do explore documentary and experimental, but majority of our projects are narrative, um, 
and a lot of the work I do outside is more either documentary or PSA or advertisement based. Mm-hmm. So that has been um, more of it's come from doing my own research on how to effectively piece together videos like that in order to make them the most effective they can be for the certain audience. This is so cool. Yeah. I can't believe how encompassing all this is. Right. Give what give what's a plug for your high school? Give your high school's name again. <laughs> oh, Douglas Anderson School of the Arts. <laughs> That's so cool. Go that school. Props to Go you guys. Go that school. Well, let's talk Go about happen. the story some. <laughs> Because we didn't even kind of <laughs> lay true. out, um, we didn't lay out what the story's about yet. That's gosh, that's right. We didn't. No, uh, we just hopped into her cool, cool life. So good for you is well, Ashley. What would you say? It's about uh, a couple of young kids who are with their mom. Who uh, it, it's it's just the two young kids and their mom, and they're feeling like their mom is down, and they try to help her. Yes. So good for you. Uh, I would describe it as a dramedy because um, it has high moments and its low moments. But um, it focuses on two siblings, Julia, who is 12, and her brother, Colin, who is nine. And as you're saying, they notice that their mom is kind of down in the dumps. So they decide that they should find her a companion to spend time with because she seems lonely and um, just that she hasn't been going out and having fun much. So after talking with their aunt, they decide that they are going to hold auditions for someone to take their mom out on a date. And as you can imagine, it goes disastrously at first. <laughs> but then they're able to find someone who doesn't seem quite like the right person at first, but then they realize she seems like a great person on the inside and could have great potential to helping their mom come out of that rut. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed, too, that you said um, it's about two kids and the mom. And earlier you talked about your move from Chicago down with your sister and your mom. And I wondered if it was very intentional to not include a father a father role in terms of this story. Um, it was more just kind of writing what I know and um, the, the relationship that the story is based on is actually I took a lot from my own relationship with my sister with um how we very often, if even if it's as small as something like I'm having trouble with homework, she'll she's so open to coming and helping me with things. And um, there's absolutely been moments where we come together as a family to help each other in times of need, as there are with every family. Right. You guys, but I mean, not to the extent of like having formal auditions, auditions in the your, garage, or did right? You, did you ever have auditions for your mom to try to find her someone to hang out with? We never did that. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been hilarious. They say write what you know. Let's set up auditions for our mommy. That idea actually came from uh, my executive producer, who also became a very close writing consultant. Um, He's one one of the teachers in our department. And we decided that them just going out and finding someone kind of coincidentally would just be kind of uneventful and not very engaging for the audience so we thought what's the most ridiculous thing that these kids can do in order to find someone for their mom and we thought oh having an actual audition and people showing up to that audition would be fairly ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) one of the notes that i jotted down was that casting seems like before i knew that this was a fully produced thing Casting seems like it might be the hardest part to find kids that could, you know, sort of handle this role, which is pretty poetic given what the script is anyway. But so was Seriously. it was it tough finding, you know, actors to, to play all the parts? 
Yeah, so casting was one of the most difficult processes of actually getting this film into production. Um, the two kids that I ended up casting were actually siblings, and um, so that really helped with yeah, their dynamic awesome. and the way they could work through the lines and um, the actions on set. And um, I remember they they were able to bounce ideas off of each other in order to develop the siblings' relationships uh, in the story even further, and just with these little nuances and the actions and stuff. So they were absolutely incredible to work with. Did you know that they were siblings when you cast them? Yes, I did. That's cool. Did they read together, or were they just like, by the way, we're actual siblings, you should put us in the movie? <laughs> so their audition tapes, I remember uh, watching them. They actually, they didn't do the, the standard audition tapes, so they read together, and they actually um, kind of actually acted out the scene instead of just standing in front of a blank wall and reading the lines with someone off camera. Right. They actually were... I remember they read uh, the first scene, which takes place in a kitchen, and Julia in that scene is standing at a stove, and they actually set the whole thing up, and they were standing there doing the actions, and I was just very, very impressed by that, because none of the other audition tapes I had seen um, did anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's funny, because um, sometimes when I audition, when you do auditions, they will give you, like your side and they they do just like you said Ashley have you just like stand in front of a thing and just say the lines and I so rarely feel like that really really gets the point across and so sometimes when I get a role that I'm kind of excited about I just kind of do whatever I want and if it's oh, yeah. good it's good and if it's not then it's you know I probably wasn't going to get it anyway so what difference does it make if I can have a good time with it you know one of the things I always love asking people who have had their screenplays actually produced you know because and you definitely know this from having done the class and everything because filmmaking is such a collaborative process and you're working with your fellow students uh, were there was there anything that changed that was a surprise for you going from the script that you had written into actually producing it as a full short film so um on set we mostly stuck to the script the script was pretty tight and the lines for the most part stayed as they were written. Um, a lot of it actually came in post-production where just some lines were cut out just for to, to keep the flow of the film going. But um, probably what changed the most is um, the, the final scene that which takes place in an ice cream shop. We had to reshoot it twice because the first time um, we had some uncontrollable difficulties with the lighting in mm. the location and then there were audio issues and that was probably the most changed because we kind of had to figure out on the fly like what we were going to do in order to um block this differently to try to alleviate those problems but ultimately we just ended up reshooting <laughs> but yeah. um there wasn't a whole ton that actually changed dramatically from script to screen uh, and what about, like, as far as your role on your classmates' projects, anything, I mean, were you surprised by any changes that were made or some adaptations that had to be done to, to get the thing turned in on time? Um, or is everybody well, just a really good student? It's, it's entirely possible also. You guys also, I mean, if everybody else in the class like, is like all you. All 15 of everybody's, like, doing their best work with their hearts I, out on the table. I and, know. 
Well, I mean, there definitely were times where um, we ran over schedule and there were people we were staying late and had to wake up early the next morning. And then in post-production, we I, there were multiple times where I was up past 2 or 3 a.m. just editing on those last couple yeah. days before the project was actually due. Um, not great planning on my part, but I got it done, so that's what matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was really just, it, it, this was like the biggest uh, project I've ever done. And um, it was really very um, stressful from beginning to end, but also very rewarding in terms of having this thing that I can be proud of and be able to show to people and say, I did that. Yeah. Yeah, you're building your resume at this Seriously. point. I mean, I'm sure yeah. this has got to be a question that you get all the time being a being a high school student now, but like... I, have you thought about what you want to do after school ends? Um, yes, sort of. Um, I'm very, I'm still early in like the college application stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I'm thinking, I, I do want to definitely keep pursuing film. And I, I mean, I absolutely love being on set. So that's definitely something I foresee in my future. Um, how I how I will get there, I do not know yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know what's beautiful about this industry is that there's so many different roles. You know, you can find what suits you. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting to go through all of that, trying to find it, will only make you a better performer when you're there at the end. Right. So should we read a bit from the script? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, Ashley, we'll be back with you in just a few moments. Um, Great. Okay. We have today, listeners, we have a short and sweet scene from this script. Yeah. Uh, scene four, we have Frank here to be doing all of our stage directions. Um, I will be reading for the role of Julia, and Jack will be reading for Colin, and we're playing the siblings. Yeah, we're li- going to be playing little kids. Little but kids, but we'll we're not. Yeah, oh, we are? We're selling it? <laughs> I don't know. All right, I guess we're selling it now. We'll do a good job. Okay, here we go. I Ashley, got my... hang on. And uh, Frank, whenever you're ready. Interior. Julia's room, moments later. Colin wanders in and hops up on the bed next to Julia. They sit in silence for a beat. Julia holds open her arms in an embrace. Colin returns the hug tightly. I'm worried about Mom. Why? Colin sits back, out of Julia's embrace, and looks up at her. You don't think she's lonely? Colin looks a little confused. Well, she has us. But what about Dad? What? It's like you said, she doesn't have someone like that anymore. Julia thinks for a moment, then realizes... We have to help her. How? I don't know yet, but we'll figure something out. Julia ruffles Colin's hair. Get some sleep, okay? Colin nods, exits the room. Julia sighs, looking defeated. (sighs) Scene. 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 Ooh, a defeated young person. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's putting a lot of weight on her shoulders there. Find her mom a boyfriend. I know. So, I mean, there is, uh, not, without trying to put you in an awkward position or anything like that, but you you know, you know, said it was you and your sister with your mom. It, there has to be a little bit of a comfort level, at least, of you know having a, a sibling to kind of you know, lean on each other with in, in a situation that's similar to this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my sister and I were, were super close. We go through pretty much everything together and we've been close since we were younger i mean um a story i like to tell is when we were very very young we both um danced and i remember 
Well, I don't remember. My mom tells me this story. I was two years old. I don't remember. <laughs> but um, it was my first day. It was my sister's first day of dance class. And I followed her into the, the, the studio saying, oh, I want to do what Sissy does because I just wanted <laughs> to do everything she did. And <laughs> so that's, that's what I tell to kind of show what our relationship is like. Mm-hmm. How does she feel about you wanting to do the same thing as her all the time? Um, I feel like growing up, she definitely got annoyed by it. Um, But now, I mean, she also went through the film program at um, Douglas Anderson. So it was really something that we could connect over and something that we could work on together. Mm -hmm. And it was just it's really amazing having someone um, by your side that you can work on everything with and talk to about anything. Mm -hmm. It's now, this may be an oddball question, but is she a twin sister, or is she a little bit older than you? She's two years older. Okay. Yeah. I would have lost my mind if you were like, she's a twin. <laughs> I would have been like, what? How do we not know this? Well, and that's a cool thing, too, to, to sort of have the relationship evolve from, you know, being annoyed that your little sister wants to copy everything you're doing and having it turn into, hey, this is something that we have in common and that we can bond over. I think that's excellent. Yeah, Absolutely. And there's a lot of really specific nuance to the siblings in the story, too, Mm -hmm. which I noticed. Like, I love the part where it says that Julia opens her arms in the big embrace and Colin crawls into them. And I bet that a lot of the detail of the script comes out of some of the true, like, true feelings you have for your sister and the experiences that you guys have. Yeah, I mean, as a a writer, um, I take a lot of pride in the way that I write details into my scripts. And well, that uh, in the in the thinking process, it helps me develop the characters through those actions. But um, I feel like the reason I include those details so frequently is because it really helps visually show uh, the the characters and who they are, rather than just them just saying, "Oh, I'm worried about this, and I care about my brother, so we want to help her." Yeah. Right. Um, so instead of that we can show it visually by them embracing and them being close physically um, instead of them just talking about it. Right. Yeah. And you're doing, you're, you're following like rule number one of show and not tell. I think that's outstanding. (laughs) Yeah. And also understand the importance of putting something like that into the script in a way to give depth to the characters because you could just leave it out. Right. You know, but she doesn't, you put it in and that's really, really cool. I think it's super cool. Those teachers need to get a raise in Florida. I agree. <laughs> so, you know, so the kids decide they want to do these auditions uh, to find a new friend for mom. And it's it, it, the cuteness that's in this script, I think, is really great. They have a little table set up in the garage and they, you know, have guys come up and they read their sides and they're Yeah, these, all these guys have showed up thinking that they're just kind of like auditions and they're auditioning, but they're being auditioned to be the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, because they're like asking them about like conversation topics and what would you do like on a date, right? Mm-hmm. Was that fun to write, like, just thinking about exactly what you would want these grown men to be doing at these kid auditions? Yeah, so that was one of the most fun parts to both write and shoot, because we had a lot of the the guys who actually ended up being in the film were, I know there were a couple of my mom's coworkers and some of the crew members' dads who (laughs) showed up, and it was just, it, it was so fun being able to, dress them and dress the set in a way that kind of it, it gave each of them their own character without even having without them even saying one line 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, when I was writing that, I really just kind of went all in with the idea of being a little ridiculous with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's definitely not something that you'd see real kids doing in, in real life, probably. So I figured, why not just go all in and make this as fun and kooky as possible? Mm-hmm. How did you end up choosing the main man to play the potential boyfriend in the script? So uh, the, the the guy who plays Jeremy, his name is Jeff Wells, and he was so incredible. And he, I remember in his audition, he was similarly to Jack and Mia, who played uh, Julia and Colin. He didn't just submit an audition tape where he just stood there and read the lines. He included so many of these incredibly well-thought-out physical nuances throughout the lines. And um, just I remember from seeing all those little details that you could tell it took a, a lot of time to think out and put in and integrate into the script. I just knew he would be perfect for the role. And what's that like to be somebody who's, I mean, as, as a teenager who's written the script for a school project, and then you see this adult stranger who you see is taking the time to really invest in this character that you've written? That's, that's got to be a fantastic feeling. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so surreal. And um, I, I, I've heard many of my classmates and former classmates who've gone through the, the film department, um, they've talked about how they've had poor experiences with certain actors just because they aren't taken seriously since they are children mm-hmm. and um, they just they aren't treated the same way as they would be if they were adult directors. And thankfully, all the actors that I've had the pleasure of working with were so kind and treated me as they would any other director. And they really, it was so amazing to see that they actually were invested in the story and wanted to take the time to explore their characters fully and thoroughly. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, they treated you like a professional. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like all of it was just a really, really positive experience. Have you ever thought yeah, of of doing this story and expanding it to give more depth and more background or more, uh, I don't know, anything else you might want to pop into the script? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, like I said earlier, the these films that we, we made, they have, they have the requirement was that they were 10 minutes or less. And I remember... As I was writing the first draft, I was just kind of putting down everything I wanted in order to have as much development and um, background in the characters as possible. And I remember my first draft ended up being 16 or 17 pages. And I showed that to my executive producer, and that's when we kind of had to go through and cut out some of those things that we decided could be revealed through either dialogue or items like in the set decoration or different physical actions that we could um, integrate into the performances. But yeah, so I, I mean, I definitely tried to keep those elements of character development in the story, just not physically on the page. Mm-hmm. So they have this audition and they do settle on this Jeremy guy. And ultimately mm-hmm. they end up at uh, at the diner with the the strawberry milkshake is a bit of an important plot point. What was the is is there a real life significance to the, the the strawberry milkshake part of the script? So that actually came from that was a very almost arbitrary thing. Um, we were thinking through through the writing. Um, 
we thought, because the story for any of the listeners who haven't, uh, who don't know the premise of the script, um, the, the kids go to their aunt's house and they tell her that their mom is feeling down and they don't know how to help her. So they ask their aunt how she met their uncle. And she tells them that she was at a diner one night with her friends and this man, well, I guess he was a guy when they met, but yeah. <laughs> um, they he bought her a strawberry milkshake and he was her Prince Charming ever since. So from that little bit of information, the kids kind of associate the... The, the object or the, uh, the image of a, of a strawberry milkshake with, oh, this will lead to love. So when mm-hmm. you hear this guy, Jeremy, um, say in his audition that his ideal date would be getting ice cream, they immediately latch on to that and think that that absolutely means he's the right person. <laughs> yeah. I think that's adorable that they're like, this strawberry milkshake means what's it i love it because these kids of course are dealing with very big grown-up ideas Mm -hmm. but at the same time they're like strawberry milkshakes mean love let's get that to mom yeah (laughs) you know yeah and then of course they have this they set up this date between jeremy and their mom and the kids are there in disguises watching how the date goes which is cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they get called out the mom you know takes them aside and talks to him about how it's going and but everything comes full circle. Well, yeah, because Jeremy's kind of yeah. fumfering around for a little bit at first. He's start, he's boring her about the weather, and the kids are at the other booth like, oh, this is going Spice nowhere. it up, Jeremy. Get the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys struggle at all with writing the end for the story? Because sometimes ends can be a bit tricky. Yes. So there was a lot of back and forth um, on whether we should leave the end kind of open, which actually ended up being how the ending is, or if we should have another scene where there is kind of further development into where the relationship goes. But ultimately, we decided that if we kind of just left it at, um, they're all in this diner, kind of um, on taking taking a new step, a step forward in the relationship without actually deliberately showing that. Um, we, we thought that just might make it well work better for a short format film and um, just kind of let the audience come to their own conclusions. But mm-hmm. hopefully they, they do realize that the relationship, in my mind at least, the relationship goes wonderfully. Yeah. Well, what's next for you, Ashley? Um, so I'm actually working on another... A short film right now. I'm on draft two of the screenplay. It's about 19 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another family-oriented story um, because that's that's what I write a lot. I love exploring mm-hmm. the relationships between siblings, especially because personally, I haven't seen a ton of films exploring um, sibling relationships between sisters because I feel like a lot of the relationships between sisters that are portrayed on film is they just act so catty and mean towards each other mm-hmm. which yeah is absolutely not true in most cases i think the, my favorite portrayal of a sibling relationship on film is 10 things i hate about you mm-hmm. because it is very very accurate i like that one and, too um so yeah i'm writing a script another script based on uh two sisters and that one will be going into production around january i believe is this for another school project? Yes. That's awesome that they really help them just like push work yeah. out the door. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, I think I probably know the answer to this question already, but I definitely need to ask it. What What did your sister and mom think about your movie? Uh, so they were actually super involved through the whole process. So they kind of saw the full scope of 
what went into this film. Um, fun fact, my mom actually plays Aunt Tracy in the film, and then uh, she plays the waitress at the end. Oh, cool. So they were very, very involved. Um, even in writing, my sister gave me notes on the script. So um, they they both felt very proud of me I for finishing it. And when we actually got to see it at our end-of-the-year showcase, it was, it was a very... Um, it, it was a great feeling because it really just felt like it was the it was, it was a product of so many people's hard work, and I mean that's really what filmmaking is all about: is it's the product of people's talents coming together. And it was just a very special project to work on. Yeah, especially since it has such a strong personal character relationship to you. Yeah, your whole heart was in this, and that of course yeah. makes the difference. Uh, Ashley, if, uh, you know, people are out there and they hear this and they're interested in seeing your work and maybe, you know, bringing you on for a job or, I mean, you're out there building your resume, you're looking to be in the world. Uh, is there a good way for somebody to get in touch with you? Yes. So, um, I have a website. It's ashleykramer.myportfolio.com. Nice. Um, and I also have links to my social media and uh, YouTube channels on there so you can see other work I've done and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and I can also send you the link so you could put it in the description for anyone who wants to click on over. We definitely will then. Yes, please. Please yeah. do that. That would be so great. Ashley, I'm so, I, I hope you hear this all the time and I hope it to the point where it gets annoying for you. I, I'm so incredibly impressed at just everything that you've talked to us about, the, the professionalism, the, the, the work ethic, the dedication you have to this, the, the project period. I think it's all really, really outstanding. Thank you so much. We love having you on the show, so thank you for taking the time to talk to us about your script. Good for you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And for those of you, if you haven't read it yet, please go to scriptshopshow.com slash scripts. You can read it. And uh, Ashley, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks. I'm blown away. I know. I love that. She does such incredible stuff. That's an that's a, a fantastic. I've said the word fantastic like ten times in this interview in this show because it really is just fantastic. An incredible program. I know. That's uh, that's yeah. outstanding. And I love I love hearing about how she's taking her education and applying it like outside into things that are just not only school related mm-hmm. because that application is going to go both ways where if she's taking her education out there getting some real world education and bringing it back to school it's just going to fuel everything that she's doing across the board for her work uh if you have work that are, you're fueled by oh uh, you see you like that i had thought of something i wanted to do and oh. then it doesn't have a place in the show now so <laughs> i gotta you gotta kill your darlings i'd kill it it's dead yeah if you do have work that you're fueled by and you want to get it out there uh please let us know about it. Send it to us. Send it to us on Film Freeway if you look up Script Shop or scriptshopshow.com slash submit. And we have a trick to getting our we attention. If, if After you submit, you can either include this in your submission or you can throw it out on social media. If you use the hashtag Hot Burrito whenever you've submitted and tag us, Script Shop Show, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Hot Burrito, we will make sure to give your script a top-of-the-line read. Yes, we'll move you to the front because apparently that's our little catchphrase. Now, Frank's looking at us with very confused eyes. He's going, what the hell are you guys talking about? So we'll fill him in after we're done recording with this. Indeed. So thank you, listeners. Um, Until next week, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West. 
Hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley. Produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.